This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at shareable.fm. You are now listening to the Heroic Council. Hi, I'm Tim, and today I'm hosting the Heroic Council. My featured guests are council members uh, Jeff Gibbard and Sarah Hantian. Uh, make sure to tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, where we get together and talk about work and answer your questions. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform on YouTube or join the Facebook group. All of the info can be found at superheroinstitute.org slash heroic, and all links will be in the show notes. Remember, if you love the show, the best thing you can do is leave a five-star review on iTunes. Let's get started. So you guys uh, built a business in a weekend uh, called So Productive. Um, can you tell me a little bit about like uh, what, what, what we're going to learn today? So quick correction. Sarah already had So Productive. We built Super Productive. Super Productive. That's right. Yeah, Thank we you. built Super Productive. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll kick this off and then Sarah uh, chime in. But um, so Sarah and I both are Asana certified pros. And when we we knew about that for a little bit, Sarah's the one who actually told me about the program. And um, when, once she told me about it, I became an Asana certified pro because we've both been using it for a long time. And then at some point, like shortly after, we were like, we should probably just join forces and do this together. So we thought about putting together a business and... Okay. Today, we're going to talk about how we basically did that over the course of roughly 48 hours or, you know, we built the, I would say the, the bulk of the business, like to be able to start getting clients and generating revenue in one day over the course of a weekend. But up to this point, we've probably invested about 48 hours or, or less to building this whole business. Sarah, what I leave out? Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, Asana is a task management tool. So it's just helpful for the, the point of the conversation to kind of understand what we're talking about when we're talking about Asana. But it's a it's a great program. Jeff and I have used it for many years, but that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Cool. So uh, before we get started, what are uh, two or three things that you think are super important that uh, helped you guys actually be able to pull this, pull this endeavor off? Sorry, you want to kick us off with that? I mean, I think what's important when you're starting anything, and this is the C in the productivity system I have, right, is to get clarity around it. So really, before we started, we really had a concept for a bigger vision. We really had a sense of a goal. What are we trying to accomplish here in the first place? And what can we do? You know, what skill sets do we both bring to the table? How can we complement each other? So essentially figuring out, you know, do we have something here? And if we do, what exactly is it? And so I think having that um, kind of initial thing figured out was really a good way to start. Yeah, I think um, kind of to piggyback off of that would be, um, and Sarah, you said this, I think, um, if I'm going to I'm gonna try and paraphrase what you said earlier when we were talking about this kind of getting in preparation of it, but um, I think you said we were aligned on the goals and then complementary in the skill set, right? So yeah. like we both knew where we wanted to go with it, but we also were very clear on kind of like the roles and responsibility to get there. So I think that, you know, I echo, I think that that's super important. The one that I would say... Um, that jumps to mind for me that's really important is we started with the important things first. So like we knew what we wanted to accomplish, which was to start a business where we could work together and make money both as Asana certified pros, combining our knowledge, the whole thing. So we knew that that was what our goal was. So we kind of dispensed with like a lot of the not important stuff, like, you know, choosing what font we would use or something. Like we, we did figure that out, but we kind of glossed over it and went straight to things like, you know, what are our sales and what are we going to offer? Um, like what, what's our pricing and what sort of services are we going to offer? So we got like right into the most important stuff. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. Sorry. And then I actually do think there's one more thing that's super critical. Um, Tim, you'll love this. Um, cause it's something that we all talk about a lot, but I think the thing that's like the real secret to the blitz and actually why we're going to talk about like how we did this so quickly the only way that you can really make a blitz work, I think, is that you have to be committed that in the time that you're going to get together, whatever it is, you're going to create, produce, publish, get it out there. Like you're just going to get you're going to be done with it. If you set aside four hours in that in those four hours, whatever happens, you are going to get that thing done, whatever it is. When, and even if it's not perfect, in fact, even in some cases, if it's not good, like we launched um, and we're going to talk more about this later, but we did launch the website 
with three testimonials, but one of them was like the stock testimonial that came with the template and a stock photo. And we literally just changed it earlier today, the third one. So like when we talk about launching imperfect, I mean, like we, we did build a website in like an hour and a half, but there were a few things that were still kind of missing. So I think the third thing uh, about it is like, yeah, we were aligned on our goals. We were clear on our strengths and our skills. We, you know, got to the important stuff first, but then we were also committed that we were going to publish even if it wasn't completely finished. Yeah. And the other part about really kind of aligning on the goals was Jeff and I both had some experiences that we brought to the table and we also knew where clients pain points were. So it wasn't like we said, let's start a business. What should it be? Blah, blah. You know, we really kind of came in going, these are some pain points that we know clients have. How can we help to solve those problems? So we really identified pain and problem. And I think that's what helped us also get this done so quickly is there was like this driving force that we knew we could, we, we knew we had a solution to a very real problem. Hmm. So can you uh, take me through, walk me through some of the steps you took to get this done in a weekend? Yeah, absolutely. And Tim, what I think is going to be really freaking cool about this uh, and why I was actually really excited for you to be the one to like host this episode and pick our brains about it is that you and I still have to go and do this. So like we have our business idea that we're going to be teaming up on um, and we're going to have to go through a similar kind of process. I mean, we could obviously do different processes, but um, this one works so well for us to be able to launch a business that like I'm really excited for us to do something similar. Yeah, um, absolutely. All right. So day one. Uh, so actually, even before day one, let's talk about like what did we do even before we even got started? So the, the kind of the genesis of this whole thing is very similar to kind of the point Tim, you and I are at, which is like we had a name. We had a domain name and we had an idea like that was like the, the basics of everything here. And, and again, this could be used for any kind of like what we're we going to go through today. Like this can be used for any kind of blitzing, any kind of work. Like you want to work on a, uh, a new service offering. You want to build a lead magnet, like whatever you're trying to do. Like it's all kind of the same thing. Like as long as you have an idea in in mind of like what you want it to be and maybe a name, you don't even really need that. But like, let's say you have a name. It's a good starting point because you're kind of like, okay, this is the project. We kind of aligned on that. So Sarah and I combined our two company names, Superhero Institute and So Productive to create Super Productive. Very clever, obviously. Uh, and I went and I bought the um, domain name. We, we talked about, should it be like, um, we couldn't get superproductive.com because somebody has that. Uh, so we got getsuperproductive.com. Because uh, we wanted a .com. And we had a couple different ones that we to- tossed around, but that's the one we landed on. And that was basically before we ever got together to do anything. Like we had a domain name, we had a company name, and we were, we had an idea of what we wanted to do together. But we still weren't like selling anything. So when we decided to do day one, both Sarah and I were very clear that specifically because of the way that I work, it was just never going to happen if she had to keep trying to like wrangle me in to like <laughs> put this project together. But like, we both are very clear, like you lock me in a room for four to eight hours. Like I'm going to, I'm going to crush in that four to eight hours and then like expect not to see much of me in, in between those sessions. So we knew that a blitz was a good way of working. We've, we've worked together like that before, maybe not to this degree. So this was our first actual blitz. Um, so Sarah, why don't you talk a little bit about like kind of what our thought process was behind that, because a lot of this, like I'm very tactical about, it. I was like, okay, what are the, what are the things we're going to cover in this? But I think you have a really good perspective on like what actually made it work. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing is you already mentioned it, like setting aside that time, which I think accomplishes a couple things. One, it really states a commitment, right? The, the first day we did, we actually took a Saturday away from our, loved ones in our free time. And we committed to doing this thing. And I think what that shows, you know, yourself, if you're working on something alone, or the partner that you're working with, that like, I'm committed, I'm willing to do this, I'm willing to give up hours or a whole day or a whole weekend to do this with you. And I just think that's significant to really reinforce why are we doing this and our commitment to doing it. So I think that's important. We also, obviously, we blocked out an entire day for the first one. That was a really big deal because, again, I'm really big into block scheduling. I'm really big into getting into the state of flow. 
it takes a while for your brain to get into the right headspace to even start working. You don't want to say, okay, we're going to work for 30 minutes and then be done. So it was a really good way for us to make sure we blocked out hours of time so that we could really, you know, commit to getting some stuff done. The other major thing was the environment. So we uh, got a room at WeWork. We went to Northern Liberties and we eliminated all our distractions. So there, you know, Jeff's baby is adorable, but she's a distraction. My puppy is great. He's a distraction. So we didn't go to my house or his house or a, a noisy Starbucks. Like we went into an environment where we could hear each other. We had whiteboards, we had access to caffeine and, and water, and we could really focus in. So I think setting yourself up in the right environment is really, really important. Tim, can I ask you a question? Because it sure. came to mind as Sarah was talking about the time commitment. Um, I think you and I probably are similar in this way, but I'm curious. So if I have a full day in front of me and my calendar is wide open, but I have a thing that I'm going to work on, I'm probably going to get that done. If I have a full day, say eight hours in front of me, and I have a meeting in three hours, I'm going to get a quarter of the work done Yeah, oh, for sure. because I feel yeah. paralyzed about starting something and getting momentum and knowing mm -hmm. I'm going to need to, to break it. Yeah. And even if I do start it, whatever that thing is, it's just going to crush my mo my momentum for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Are you I mean, the same I know, way? Yeah. I know for me, like, even like when I have those days where there, I just have the whole thing blocked off, even like, like if anything like breaks my flow, because like sometimes it's really hard to get into that flow. Like I, I get irritable. You know oh, I mean? yeah. like I'm almost like, I don't know, like, you know, it, it's just kind of like, like my, my brain is so in here that anything that distracts me from that just is going to make me want to like snap at whatever that thing is. Yeah. Like, um, and like you said, like if I have a meeting, I, I try not to schedule meetings in the middle of the day anymore just because of that like specific, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I think of it as like open road. Like I think of it like if I have something, if I can get that meeting done yeah. and then have open road in front of me, that's better than if I have like open road in front of me, but there's a thing, there's like an obstacle at some yeah. point. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. The other thing to, to note that we did not set an end time. So we really said we're committing to the day, but we didn't say, you know, mm -hmm. well, I've got a dinner reservation at 6 p.m. or I have to, we, we really left it open. And I think that's that, that was really cool about it was we we left the day open-ended and we we really worked until we got to a point of like, okay, we're good. We've got a game plan going forward. So um, I think that's really important to that point. You're not stressing about the 1 p.m. looming meeting trying to work in the morning. What was the collaboration like, especially when you guys are like really focused on, because I'm, I'm assuming you had like, like we have to check this box off, we have to check this, this, this off. So like, how, how did you guys collaborate so you weren't getting in each other's way? You know what I mean? Like as you're trying to get stuff done. So I just have to say that one of the keys to the success of why Sarah and I blitz so well together is because of how complimentary, complimentary we are. I think if there were two people that were like me in a room, you would have like fireworks of ideas, so many of them, but you would walk out of that room, nothing would be accomplished, nothing would be organized, like nothing would have actually gotten done outside of like everyone feeling really good about spitting out all of their ideas. And I think Sarah being there is what allowed the way that I kind of naturally work to flourish. And I think that me being there helps Sarah to think outside of the way that she normally would if she was just kind of like focused on a project. Yeah. So I, again, kind of back to like the, the, the right kind of collaborations, the way that Sarah and I tend to work together is that like, I actually, um, I, I think Sarah more than anybody else that I know is the one that encourages me to just like go be the way I am, right? Like we get into a room, she's like, where's the whiteboard? Jeff, here's a marker, go, go do your thing. And it's great because like, I don't have to feel any kind of way about it. It's not like we're, we're competing over it. She's like, I've got my color coded planners and every type of pen that I possibly need. Like, and I'm gonna take pictures of this and like, don't worry, just go, I got this. And it's like a really, it's like basically like walking on a tightrope, but I've got a giant net underneath of me when Sarah and I are working together. So I think mm -hmm. that's part of what makes it nice. And because of that, like, even though that I'm kind of like out there in that way and I'm not necessarily organized in the way that Sarah is, 
I'm very organized in my thinking about going through this project. So like we went through this like extremely methodically. We were building a business. So I was like, all right, what's a business? We're like, there's marketing, there's sales, there's operations, there's finance, there's accounting. Like we have to think through a lot of different pieces here. Let's talk about marketing. So let's talk about content. Let's talk about blogs, frequently asked questions, lead magnets. Let's talk about sales. We have sales resources, sales funnels, sales process, sales automation. So I started going through and kind of just mind mapping out everything that we needed to do. And Sarah took all of that and started like neatly organizing it into buckets and saying, okay, what of these things is most important? What do we need to do first? And then we would just like erase the whiteboard and we would start going on it again. I would say, okay, great. Let's start with the things that are most important. What does it take to have a business? And we knew for us to get started, we basically needed two things. We needed a thing that we sell and we needed a price to sell that thing for, right? So we said, what do we offer? What do we do? What don't we do? What are, what are our roles and responsibilities going to be in this? And what are we going to charge people for? And that was sort of like our starting point. We did like a lot of stuff that first day, but that's kind of how I remember the first day shaking out was like very like she sat at the table i went up to the whiteboard and we just went how how did you guys decide what it was that because you said what this business is and what this business is and how, how did you guys make those decisions i i think we we jeff and i work well together too because we come at this from such different backgrounds and and jeff had been on an agency side he understands some of those major pain points worked with a ton of different clients i've also been on the client side receiving services from a vendor so i think what's cool about that discussion on what are we going to do and what are we not going to do is again finding a partner who's going to help you think about this from different angles, right? Because we threw ideas out that one of us said, hey, that's not gonna work for this reason or that reason. So I think, again, that collaboration piece is really important. The complementary piece is really important, but it, it did take some discussion. And I think being patient with it also, you know, we threw some stuff up, you know, we, we went to get something to eat and come back and then we go, oh, wait, why did we put that up there? That doesn't make any sense. So I think it's about being creative and letting ideas flow. But then also, you know, the, the me's of the world who kind of want things more black and white to say, okay, Jeff, that, is that exactly what we're doing? And we're gonna do that by next Wednesday. I also need to be a little more open in the creativity phase to say, okay, we're, we're just kind of figuring this out right now. Let's talk this through. Let's sit on it, come back and, and, and talk about it some more. So I think it's about being um, creative and also just letting your past experiences and the past experience of the person that you're working with really come through because that's what, what shapes your business. You know, that's what people are actually hiring you for is your experience. <laughs> Yeah. And to that point, and, and Tim, I think that when I go through this process, this will probably come up, uh, especially because we have a third party that we would be including in this for some things is like, I think both of us had a real willingness to say, no, I'm not interested in doing that. And I think that's really important. Again, like whether you're building a business or whether you're creating a lead magnet or whatever you're doing, um, understanding like what is the thing that you can unequivocally say yes to versus what are things that you don't want to? Like, for instance, I, I don't really like um, this is going to sound really weird. I don't like doing things. I like strategizing and thinking and advising and coaching and helping other people to facilitate doing things. But like I get lost in, in the granular details of a thing. I can think about granular details of things. So I can think through the most minute details of a strategy and of a product and a project, but I have a real hard time when it's up to me to execute on those granular details because I just get, I just get distracted and I can't stay in it. So, so, so I know what you're, uh, what you're talking about. Can you give me an example of granular detail? Yeah. So like, um, like just a very real example, like in super productive, for instance. Mm -hmm. So, um, one of the areas where I know that I'm valuable to this partnership is that I can conceptualize what a company needs based upon their various limitations. I can basically help design their productivity project management strategy. But if it came to actually setting up their Asana, I would do a bang up job, an amazing job at like 30% of it. Because I just don't have the follow through and the attention to, like I'll miss things. I will absolutely miss things. Whereas like Sarah has the entire checklist. Sarah is like the, the person in the ICU who makes sure that everybody washes their hands and goes through every step so that there are no infections and everything's good. Like I'm the person that causes an outbreak. So 
in in our in our business like that, that's a bad that's a bad joke during a global pandemic okay maybe it is but it it's still a good analogy it is because it's true like you don't want people like me like you maybe want people like me like coming up with what that checklist is designing the strategy and, like, being the person who's going to do it day to day i just i just don't do it right so so that's what i mean is like if sarah was like okay so for part of this is we're going to equally split this particular type of work. Or like another one is uh, Sarah does the productivity power hours and the productivity coaching. I just, I don't have as much of an interest in productivity from, from a coaching standpoint as Sarah does, nor the, I think the, um, uh, the empathy is, I guess the best way of putting it. Like Sarah is extremely empathetic about how different people, um, relate to different tools and how they deal with productivity. And mm. I'm a little bit authoritarian about it. Mm. Like I'm very open in like, like how to strategically build a thing. But like when it comes to coaching someone, I'm like, just follow the freaking system, follow the rules. And Sarah just has a better tolerance for it. So like we, I, I guess the, the, the sum total of this whole rant I'm on right here is that like, we knew what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing. And we didn't argue over it. And I don't think either of us tried to push each other into a, a box that we weren't going to be comfortable with. We tried to say, okay, knowing my strengths and knowing your strengths, what is a service offering? What is a set of things that we could do where we all stay in our genius zone and we don't have to do anything else that we don't want to do. So, sorry, so critical. No, no, just that it's so critical when you're forming a, a, a partnership, a, a, a joint venture, a business, whatever it is like, You've got to know those things about the other person. And Jeff and I could fully do these things on our own. And in fact, we were for a few months. And then we really realized we have a complementary skill set here that will better serve the client if they get both of us. And I think that that's what's really cool is that we we saw this thing and thus that was the reason for going down this whole rabbit hole of creating this this entity here so i think that's what's really interesting is don't force a partnership don't feel like you have to do a partnership this thing came about very organically when i said i do it this way and he goes well i do it this way and we go oh well the clients would really benefit if they got to do it both ways with both of us. How amazing. And thus this idea really was born. So I think it's just really important to know your weaknesses or where you don't want to be working in certain areas and find the right partners to help you in that, in those areas, like fill in the gaps of your weaknesses. And it's a really cool way to, to do something together. So something that I'm, I'm curious about is uh, you, you were, you got, while you guys sell service, it operates a lot like a product in the sense that you guys built these systems and then you can sell these systems to your clients and then make customizations almost as if it's like a piece of machinery that you're selling like an assembly line, right? So like that seems like something that's like perfect for like a business that you're going to develop like one over like, like at least like build the foundation of the business in a single day. And then also like, like with only two people, you know what I mean? Like you guys have a relatively like effective, simple offering. Um, and then you can spend your time on like building your pipeline and making changes and doing stuff like that. So do you think that you, the system that you implemented here would work, still work for less templated business models, if that makes sense? Sarah, do you wanna comment on it first? Yeah, I, I do, because I think the, the concept of finding the right partner, finding the goal, finding the time to work on something, dedicating, you know, uninterrupted time without distraction to that goal. I think that can work for almost any, you know, goal project business that you're, that you're trying to create. Yeah. And I would add that, you know, the way that I see it, almost everything is a system or a process you can make anything almost into a systemary process. So the process that we went through to blitz this work absolutely will work for other things because at its core, it's find two people that are, everybody that's involved align around what you're trying to accomplish. Make sure everybody knows what their specialized skill set is, do the most important things, and then make sure you get it done. Like actually like get it done and publish it, right? So if you do those things, like what can't you accomplish that way? But in terms of the business that we started, if you look at it from like, could you do with any kind of business? Well, yeah, just figure out what is what is the system of that business? Because every business can be broken, especially a business that's going to scale, has to be broken down to a certain set of core 
kind of foundational functions that they offer, right? So every business either offers a service or a product or both or a marketplace, right? So, okay, what do you offer? What are the boundaries of that? What do you say yes to and what do you say no to? How do you price it? What are the customizations you would offer to the, you know, 80% of projects that you wind up doing that are standard across the board? What are the 20% of customizations you're willing to do and then what do you charge for it? It can all be broken down and you can do it all. I would say if you're going in to try and build it over the course of a weekend, follow this exact same blueprint. Figure it out what it is that you want to do, come up with a name for it, find out who's going to be involved with it and try to play to each other's strengths, and then commit to getting something done by the end of that session that you're together. And it might take you more than two sessions. Like the whole reason why I think Sarah and I could do it in two is because we just, we have such a good uh, chemistry and such good complement in what we have. And I don't think that's going to happen with every team up. You know, I don't think every team up that I ever do is going to be a 48 hour turnaround to launch it. I think sometimes it's going to be longer. There's maybe there's more complications, but I still think that it's about coming to an agreement about what is it that we offer and what do we charge for it? How are we going to split that revenue? How are we going to deliver the service? Those are all questions that just need to be answered and put down on paper and agreed upon. And then you have a business essentially. I think the other thing that's important as you're, as you're thinking about doing this is really, you've got to say how you're actually feeling. You've got to state your concerns. If, if, if there's anything, you know, financially at stake, you know, I, I think it's just really important that you don't, you know, push that stuff down. You don't hide those emotions. You have to be really honest. And this is the time to do it. You know, you don't wait six months to say, Jeff, I'm uncomfortable with how this is happening. No, now is the time to say, how are we going to handle this? If this happens, how are we going to deal with it? So if you're feeling something, you know, just please talk about that openly with the, the person that you're you're trying to work with. It's just critical. And, and, yeah. and being honest, you know, I'm worried about this or I don't really like how you're handling that. Or, you know, can you give me some constructive feedback here? I'm open to it. You know, I think having those really open, honest conversations are you have to be able to have those with any type of partnership. I mean, marriage, dating, life, business. This is really important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, just to dive a little bit in, um, can you guys tell me a little bit about like uh, what you've been doing since launch? Like once you got through those two days, um, how did you view building on what you had, what you had started? Yeah. So in order to answer that, let me just very quickly go through like the remainder of what we did in those two days. So you realize yeah. what's left. So in, in the day one, basically we defined what is the business? Uh, what are we gonna do? What are we not gonna do? We designed our packages, we assigned pricing to it. Within the packages, we figured out who's going to do what, like what are the accountabilities? For instance, you know, Sarah doing a lot of the coaching and a lot of the setup, both of us doing the strategy, both of us doing onboarding, uh, tag teaming on workshops. So like getting really clear on who does what. Um, and then we tried to figure out like, what's the revenue split for things. So truth be told, Sarah does like, 80% of the work uh, for super productive. And as a result, she gets 80% of the revenue from it. I come in and I do the 20% that I like doing and that I'm good at. And then I walk away. And then Sarah handles basically the rest of it. So we basically figured that out, the packaging, the pricing, all that stuff. Then we built the website. Literally that day, we wireframed out the entire website, the entire website. We mapped out the entire user journey. And granted, this is not like deep UX research. Like we're not doing what you do, Tim. We were just like, okay, the basics of a website, what do we need? We need a header with an image or a video. We need a button that's a call to action. We need that button to be replicated across. We need to tell them what the process is for working with us. Like we had like our basics of like, you know, business made simple, marketing made simple, story brands slash, you know, 20 other different frameworks that are out there. And we melded them together. We built the website. We basically linked the domain and the hosting, we put up a template, we mapped it out, we built it out that day, and we wrote like 90% of the website copy. We planned out where the lead magnet would go, though we didn't uh, build it yet. We gave it a title, and that was something we did afterwards. Um, and then we actually, in addition to writing all the copy for the website, we actually, while I was writing the copy for the website, uh, Sarah wrote all of the emails for the drip sequence that would come out of the lead magnet. So literally, we did these, what we would call kind of like mini sprints inside of the sprint. So inside of the blitz, we did like mini blitzes. So we basically looked at each other and we were like, okay, for the next hour, 
I'm going to be writing website copy and you're going to write emails. Good? Go. And we set a timer and we just went at it. And I wrote all the website copy and she wrote all the emails and we were like done in an hour. We had it all. Then she checked my work. I checked her work. And we basically launched the website in its like beta form that day. And we left that day having completed just a whole ton of work, but we had a really clear plan on what we were going to do next. So then when we got into day two, actually, even before we got into day two, this is important. We actually already had clients because we had a package, we had packages and we had pricing. So as leads were coming in, we were like, here's our package, here's our pricing. And we signed clients. And what was really important about that, and this is why I made such a point of like the do what's important first part, because we could learn from each of those client experiences. So as we got those clients, we were like, oh crap, we totally forgot blah. Or like, oh, we totally misquoted this because we didn't have enough information in the discovery to put together a proper proposal. Oops. Um, and basically what we did in that in-between was as those things came up, we just tried to kind of deal with them kind of as they came up and we assigned and divided and conquered the work based upon kind of where we thought there were core areas of strength and where somebody like kind of volunteered. Like there was um, one of the things that I looked at was like our sales funnel. And I was like, yeah, we can automate this. So I took my system brain and I was like, all right, let me figure out how I can automate this whole process. And I boiled it down to the fact that basically like we're having two meetings potentially, sometimes just one with a prospect and the rest of our entire funnel, the entire sales process is completely automated. Now it doesn't mean impersonal. It just means that the, the repeatable functions are handled by robots. So I What's an example of some repeatable functions that people might want to automate? So for instance, we have, let's say we have a qualifying call with somebody that comes in. They, yeah. And we're going to get to know them in that call, 15 minutes. We're just going to find out what are they trying to do, let them know a little bit about us. And if at the end of that call, they're like, yeah, we want to know more. And we're like, yeah, we think you're cool. We want to do work together. We would send them an email that says, hey, schedule a time for this proposal meeting. Here's some things to think about in the meantime. Well, that's the same things we're going to say every time. Schedule a call and think about these things. It's going to be the same thing every time because we want people to come with certain information that proposes me. So we just automated that. We said basically when we move someone from this stage of the pipeline to this stage, automatically send that out. And then after they schedule that meeting, it puts them into the next stage of the pipeline. We have our conversation. And based upon what they come back to us with, whether it's one of our standard packages or custom, they would either move to an automated stage of the funnel where they get a proposal that meets the exact package that we talked about, or they, it comes back to us and automates and, and notifies us that we need to put together a custom proposal. So, and there's more to it, but like, that's what I did in the in-between. And what Sarah did was she finished off a number of the other things that we just needed to have tightened up. So like she finished, she created the entire lead magnet basically. Um, and then we got it created through uh, Fiverr. We got it designed. Um, and then she made a bunch of updates to the website, wrote a bunch of other emails that we needed to have written. So like we kind of divided and conquered in between. So that when we got to day two, it was basically the reason we even did a day two was because we felt like we kind of like fell a little bit out of sync. Like we were working asynchronously and divided and conquered. So we needed to come back together and be like, okay, where the hell are we? Mm. I had built this entire insanely complex automated funnel. And Sarah was like, okay, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. You need to show me. So we got together and I put the whole thing on a whiteboard and I drew out, this is what happens at every stage and here's what needs to happen for that to be completed. So then we got back on the same page. So now we're here. So that, that was my short catching you up to like what we did over those days. So now we're here. So now we have a business, Sarah and I. It's called Super Productive. We have a website that's totally live, totally complete. It's got a lead magnet on it. If somebody subscribes to lead magnet, there's an automated six email sequence that's going to talk to them about various different aspects of the problem that they're trying to solve in productivity. And it's going to lead them and give them the opportunity to schedule a call with us. And if they do, cool, sounds good. And if they don't, cool, no big deal. Hope you got some value out of those emails. Um, the people that come in either through the Asana Certified Pro search engine or through our website go into this process and we now have a really good process for qualifying people that come in and or having a conversation with them that allows us to get the exact information we would need to not under or overquote them and give them a proposal for the exact right package that would mm. solve their exact needs in their project management system. So mm. that's where we are. And we've had several clients at this point. We've built three or four um, uh, Asana implementations at this point, And that's since May. Um, 
and we're, we're starting to um, systematize even more parts of our business and really get this thing as a, I mean, we're two people, but I think at this point, my, my kind of gut tells me we could probably handle five or six projects simultaneously before we're kind of tapped out. Um, but that'd be five or six projects simultaneously where we're building these systems that could help these companies kind of like, you know, completely take the limits off their potential. I think too, just, that was Sarah, a lot. You, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that that was a lot of stuff. And if you're sitting here going, how did you do that in a weekend? Just to be clear, we did that when we stepped away, you know, we, we took that day and, and walking away from day one, we had a product we could sell. We had a way to get clients. And I think that's a, that's a key takeaway from today. We knew we wanted to do some of this automation because we're process people. We thrive on process. But that foundation of day one was, can we make money? Can we get clients? Do we have the tools to do that? Leaving this blitz day one, and we did. And are we able to help clients in the best way we know how today? Yes. Now, since then, we have worked with those clients. We have figured out, you know, a little more about what they really need, what's really going to help them, um, tools, additional tools that we need to build for them based on their, their real problems they're having. So I think we, we did take some time in between to figure that out, but we did that really somewhat independently, Jeff and I, and then we came together for this day too, to resync because again, we learned so much in that initial time between those, that first day and, and having clients. But I think that's what I really want to hone in for people is like, get up, get running, get this thing out the door because you think you know what people need, but until you start working with clients and beta test some of this, you really don't know. So making it perfect and having the all the automation and the perfect sales funnel, you don't need all that. Jeff and I developed that after we had a service and a product that we could sell. So I think that's just a really important point. And then, yeah, you're, you're never going to be done. We're never going to be done building this thing. It's going to always be a work in progress and evolving. But we were done enough to, to be able to get it out there and, and learn from that's, it. That's such a good call out because we, you know, we named this episode how we built it over a weekend. And like realistically, the business wasn't built on the second blitz day. Second blitz day just improved what was actually a functioning, operating, revenue generating business that we built in one blitz day yes. because we handled the only and important critical things to launch a website, which basically was like, what do we do? What does it cost? And is there a way for people to like buy it from us? We had the website, we had the Asana certified pro pages. We had a package and we had where we had packages and we had pricing and we knew how we were going to deliver it. So like that was a business, like you have a business at that point. Yeah. Everything else is like us, like, starting to like dig in and refine it and make it better and like use our experience to improve it. But like we had a business in a weekend. So I, I just want to like uh, throw out there that um, all the things you're talking about, like you guys know this pretty deeply because Sarah, you ran a large part of a business before and Jeff, like Sarah said, you did a lot of agency works and you worked with a lot of businesses and saw how they worked and how to improve them and stuff like that. But like, What's like a like just so people can put something in like a real realistic perspective for themselves if they've never built their own business before or they don't know it as well as you, like, how? Where should they start? Cool. Yeah. You you got to start with the problem that you solve. Yes. Like, how do you help people? Because at the end of the day, right, we are in people to people businesses, we are humans helping humans, and you have to be able to help people with a problem. And their problem has to be big enough that they will pay you to fix it. So, you know, there, there's all kinds of businesses you can start. I mean, maybe I don't know how to needlepoint, and I want to and I need to find someone and pay someone to help me learn how to needlepoint, right? This can be anything you can think of. But the problem has to be strong enough for the, the customer. It has to be painful enough that they will pay for, pay for it. Um, and then I think, you know, from that, it's really thinking about, well, what what is special about what I know about that thing? What is special about me? 
what, how can I do this in a way that's different from how someone else is doing it? You know, what unique gift or ability do I have to bring to this situation to help the person solve that pain point that they're having? And I think if, if you can answer those two questions, you can start a business. The other part of it is just technically you need to have like QuickBooks or Stripe or you, you need people to be able to pay you in some fashion that's not, you know, don't Venmo, you know, make it a professional way that people can pay you. So I think, you know, what problem do you solve? Who are you solving it for? What are you uniquely bringing to that? And then, you know, technically, how did they pay you to do that? Yeah, I would echo it almost the same. In my head, the, the language around it is a little bit different, but I would say it's very, very similar ideas. Like, I think, what difference do you want to make in the world? What are you good at? What will people pay you for? And based upon how much money you want to make, you got to kind of gauge after that, like, well, is this a good idea? Like, if you're like, oh, my favorite thing in the world is to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and I want to make a million dollars a year, like, maybe, but probably an uphill climb, right? But in a very yeah. practical example, somebody who's never started a business before, think of a very, very like low barrier to entry business you could start, like coaching. What could you coach people about? How much do you think you could charge people for that coaching? What is the going rate for coaches? You could start that business easily in a weekend with the same process we figured out. Figure out who's the people that you coach, what do you help them on, what are you gonna charge for, what are your packages, stand up a website and go out there and start trying to sell yourself as a coach. You've got a business. I think the other big thing you need also is just a bit of conviction for why you're doing that because again this is this is not easy this is a lot of work we've given up a lot of hours on our weekend to to do this and i think if you don't feel compassionate enough and, and willing enough to put some blood sweat sometimes tears into this stuff you know what are you doing it for so i think the other big piece is you know Think about, do I do I believe in this enough? Do I want this enough to, to do some of this hard work? Because we did it quickly, but that doesn't mean it was easy. Yeah. Yeah, and also once again, like it, that, like the fact that you did it in a weekend doesn't speak to your years of experience doing other things that like made you guys really effective at putting this up really quickly. And and just like, I'm, I'm sure even going forward, how you're gonna develop it, like, uh, like, you know, if we had time, I have a ton of other questions. Like, you know, how are you getting clients? The time what are you with those clients? Well, like, okay, well, if that's the case, like, how, how are you guys thinking about developing, like, what your your marketing? You know what I mean? Like, what, what are you guys doing for marketing right now? Um, well, I can, I can just give a couple things. Like, we are planning to do some webinars. Um, and really speaking specifically to certain types of groups that we can help. So, for instance, uh, Sarah had mentioned we kind of come from slightly different backgrounds on this, but we have overlapping skill sets in the world of productivity and project management. Sarah's comes from, you know, being like on the on the client side, whereas I'm more vendor side. My background is mostly in agencies. So when I think about the problems of productivity, I see it through the lens of someone who ran an agency, was at an agency, has worked with agencies, and I'm uniquely qualified in this in this case to talk about what I've seen at agencies that's consistent as a problem. So I want to help more agencies because I know how stressful it is to be at one. And I'm trying to come up with ways that I can make sure I get in front of agencies and show them how, I don't want to say how easy it is, but like how much easier their life could be if they, if they had better systems. Cause it's true. If you have better systems and you're working on important work and you have more visibility into work workload management and, you know, what tasks are getting dropped, like you're going to go home and have less stress because you're going to feel like you got more accomplished and you're going to adjust your business so that you're not as stressed out all the time. So I'm working on putting together a webinar for agency owners. Uh, and we actually have the full outline for that. And we're, we're planning to do that soon. We just, um, we have a contact who's going to help give us a platform for that. Um, so that's yeah. something that I've been working on is that, and then also thinking about the frequently asked questions that appeals to that audience. Now, Sarah has been thinking from the alternative standpoint, but in a very complimentary way. Yeah, and I also think it's about talking about it, right? So I had a, a few networking calls today and I brought up this offering because it's actually a very tangible offering. It's, it's, a, it's a software that people have pain with that they need solved, right? So it's very tangible. And so it's a natural thing to bring up in conversation. Oh, 
also I'm certified in this and, and my business partner and I came up with a, a program to help companies with this. So again, I think with anything, you're sometimes afraid to talk about it until it's ready or it's perfect or you're shy to put it out to your network, like shout it from the rooftops. People aren't gonna know you're doing something. They think about you in a certain way and you know, people think about me as a productivity coach. No one's gonna automatically think, oh, maybe she helps people with Asana. No, I have to tell people that I help people with Asana. So I think it's about getting it out there, um, sharing it on email, social media, you know, the different networks and platforms that we're a part of. And like Jeff said, doing some webinars about it, offering it to small groups. Um, it's just about talking about it, really. I, I will say that this is, among all the things that I do, this is one of the ones that I find is actually much easier to talk about than other things. And I think that the unique characteristic of it is that it has a defined short timeline. Mm -hmm. So like we, this is, it's almost a product because it takes three to eight weeks maybe to work with any one client and like literally completely transform how they do project management and mm. find tasks and manage their teams. Like three to eight weeks, that's all it takes. And like we come in and we do this thing for a set price so what I like about that is that like I've been reluctant in the past for like anything where I might be working with a client for a year or longer because it's like there's there's just so much that's with it's such a heavy conversation. Whereas I feel like with what we're doing here, one, it's a need that almost every business has. Mm. Are you productive enough? Are you getting the right things done? Are you working the right amount of hours? Are you burned out? Like we can help like virtually any type of client. So it's really easy to talk about. And because it has defined scope, it's not like I'm like, hey, do you want to sign up for like this two year contract with us? And like, you know, 50%. It's like not a big deal. It's like not even an expensive offering. Like it really is extremely reasonably priced what we're doing and it's short term. So it makes it really easy for the sales conversation. Not that I have a problem with sales conversations to begin with, but like I find these to be some of the easiest we have. It's like this is going to be three to five weeks. It's going to cost this much. What do you think? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's very definable. And, yeah. and I think outcomes are very definable. Also, we're going to give you some some templates to use. We're going to physically build that in. Like you're going to log in and see something that we built for you. You're going to yep. see dashboards. You're going to be able to track people's workloads. Um, you know, we're going to help you with priorities. And then we're going to do coaching on the back end. So I, you know, I said to someone, I was talking to a gentleman from Chicago this morning and I said, it's like, we're going to throw you in Lake Michigan after the software is implemented and say, good luck getting back to the shore. No, we're going to put you in a, in a rowboat and help you get there. Like we're going to not leave you hanging with the software. We've got coaching, we've got productivity power hours to help you succeed. Because again, that comes from experience. Jeff and I saw customers getting onboarded and then they were left alone. It's really important that they take the time to actually use the system and make it work for them, really forming a habit around using it. So um, I think that's that's really critical. Uh, and, and hopefully that helps spread with word of mouth back to the marketing conversation because we're not leaving you hanging. We're gonna make sure you know how to use this system and use it well. I, I feel like there should be some inspirational music playing in the background right now. I mean, I can do it. I have it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, was it, uh, so, so can you guys give me um, just like a book, podcast, something that people that you, you, you might recommend to somebody if somebody's interested in just like, like, like hitting the ground running and starting their own business? Mm, starting their own business. Yeah. I don't know, may, I, Jeff, maybe you know one for, for starting your own business. I, I found um, Deep Work by Cal Newport is just a great book on the topic of focused work, diving in, setting these blitz times. You know, I, I think that that's really critical. Um, yeah. It really goes into understanding why we need this deep work and why it's so important to our work life. So uh, Deep Work by Cal Newport. Yeah, cool. I have a bunch because when I look at this business, I see it as sort of the product of multiple different ideas kind of mashing together. Um, so it's tough to give you just one, but I'll give you just one. And then I'm going to tell you a bunch of others, but I would say for anybody looking to start a business, the first thing you should probably read is the E-Myth Revisited. Um, the E-Myth is classic book by Michael Gerber. I think it came out in the seventies. Um, and it's all about this entrepreneurial myth that essentially like you're good at a thing, you start a business, you make money. 
and it's all great. It's more about like, how do you think of your business like a system and how do you build that system to scale and how do you build your business as if you were going to sell it? I mean, what Sarah and I have already built, we could sell this business. We could like literally sell it to somebody else and be like, you can run this now. It's got everything that you need. So mm-hmm. I think the e-myth is what got me thinking in that way. And I'm reading a book now called Systemology that's sort of a um, in the same spirit of that. But I would say that um, what, what caused this blitz day to work in my mind is, is a combination of several different books that I've read over time and what makes this business work as well. So one is GTD, Getting Things Done by David Allen, which Sarah actually, her coat system nicely actually envelops the GTD methodology and expands upon it and makes it more practical and more usable, uh, which is beautiful because I've been a GTD adherent for years. And I think coat is, has really supplanted it in my mind as a better system. Um, so GTD is one of them. Essentialism, which I think is a perfect pairing book with deep work. Essentialism is essentially about saying no to everything that's unimportant and only focusing on that, which is important. Um, and then of course the e-myth, uh, systemology. And then the final one would be pumpkin plan, Uh, The pumpkin plan is by Mike Michalowicz, and it's essentially about the idea of how prize-winning pumpkins work, is that essentially you have to get rid of all the pumpkins that are not going to be a prize-winning pumpkin, so that all of the nutrients in the pumpkin patch go to your prize-winning pumpkin. Same idea for having a client, uh, or, or for growing your businesses, you should focus on the clients that make you the most money, that you like doing the work with the most. So like, the idea is to shed all of this, the work that you don't want, and keep feeding more of the work that you do want in hopes of attracting more of the work that you want. So, you know, how we're building this business is like, you know, we're, we're really trying to rely upon the types of clients that we take on and the word of mouth that that spreads, uh, and how that, you know, uh, helps us to build this business throughout the Asana community. Hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, well, uh, guys, thank you for sharing um, your exciting new business opportunity uh, venture, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it grow. Like, and um, we should uh, check back in like uh, in a year from now, see see how your business is doing. Yeah, man. Maybe we'll have uh, Sarah host when we talk about our secret project. Yeah, super dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. Uh, all right, got everybody. Thank you for tuning in, um, and uh, we will see you next week. And Sarah's going to just kidding. All right, I'll talk to you later. See you, everyone.